Got two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brand new columns. That's me. And just in brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Medium popcorn. Yeah, we got two niggas spoiling movies, but tonight we're one couple spoiling movies, but not really. Well, uh, what? What? <laughs> Where we, you know, not we're, we're not really a couple. Well, we, yeah, we are a couple, but we're not going to spoil. Uh, so, folks, you, typically we do a mini episode where we talk about movie news and movie trailers, and I'll touch on a few uh, notable news stories. But it's very late here in California. Tatiana and I, hi Tatiana, uh, we just got off a Fast Ten screening and fe- figured we'd share our try to be spoiler free thoughts, just because this is going to come out a few days before the movie evens to general audiences. Um, but what were your initial thoughts on Fast 10? We literally just finished it an hour ago, folks. Wow. So, hi, everybody. My name is Tatiana. Um, I I love me some Fast and Furious. And I think... I don't know if I love it or hate it. It is a very thin line. Are you talking about the series as a whole now? or just No, no, movie? no. This movie. Uh, okay. Because... Just be once once y'all see it, you there's, will know. There's a <laughs> lot. Of, you have to be in the know to kind of get an idea of what the story is doing. Um, it's all over the place, but um, you know they've been very transparent about like this is the last ride, quote unquote. Even though they've been saying that forever. Um, well, it's ride or die. Yeah, it's it's very clear that Vin Diesel is trying to do his own Infinity War with this uh, this movie, and I'll leave it at that. I think mm. that that's a as close to a spoiler as I can give it. It's it's very clear he's building this wild cinematic universe. It is and it's fucking cra- crazy. It's really crazy. <laughs> it's I mean it's been crazy, but this one was at least more fun than Fast Nine. I feel I don't like, know. I feel like that storyline is now making a ton of sense in comparison to this one. Well this one was completely insane because at this point they're like literally hired for a covert operations and shit. I mean s- like they're actively hired by the no, the I mean storyline, but like the acting, some of us are getting are getting Oscars, and some of us are like, I'm just here for a check. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Oscar winners in this franchise now <laughs> between Helen Mirren, Rita Morena, Brie Larson's now in the in the mix, um, and Vin Diesel's. He tried to act. He's, this he's trying. He's gunning for an Oscar. But no, I I am convinced yeah, the that the that range of Vin Diesel in this movie. It's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> I would I, I will say like there's parts where I was like, oh, Vin Diesel can't be directed. He does his own thing. He comes with his own energy on set. Like he, I mean, you can't if we tell keep him. going, I'm, we're gonna con- we're gonna have a whole podcast. Yeah, so. uh, it's just there's a lot going on, folks. There's a lot of. They're, I I, don't, I can't even say they're surprises because they don't fucking like we don't know what they mean and shit and there, there's there, there's some bonkers shit at the end y'all let stay some stay through the credits 
there's some there's just one post credit scene, but there's some bonkers shit in the last five minutes where you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then it cuts to credits, and then there's a post credit scene. And you're save like, what for, the fuck? Save it for the episode. I know, I know. I'm just uh, <laughs> immediate rating. You know, we rate movies on scales of popcorn, small, medium, large, except for the exceptional. But movie doesn't oh, deserve a bag of popcorn. My god. We pull it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit on it. So, fast ten initial rating. It is off the. Like, uh, it is literally teetering between a large and 10 piles of dog shit. Mm. <laughs> like, it is, those are the only two options. Okay. My <laughs> initial rating, I'm going to give it a medium right now. Because I did enjoy it a lot more than Fast 9. There's still some incredibly juvenile kitty things. <laughs> and when we do the full review, folks will understand what I mean by this. I was under the impression they were filming whatever final fucking movies they have no, back this to is, back. This is part one of three. Yes, but given what happens at the end of this, continuity wise, I'm like they're they're not going to be able to pull this off. No, it's no, actually they, they've never been able to. Like when they were boosting DVDs, yes, I believe that crew could have pulled it off. The minute the government wanted, yeah. that's where you were like, oh, yeah, they could do that, too. Like, that shit jumped the shark from the second movie. Mm. I mean. And you're now like, this one, this this ending, that's the thing that did it for you. Well, it's just so insane. I mean, like, oh. the whole time I'm just watching this, I'm like, is Vin Diesel and these crazy motherfuckers doing what I think they're doing? And then they did it, and I was just like, well. And then they did more shit. I was just like, oh, y'all just. They don't give a fuck about logic at this point, which is fine. But at the same time, it's like the stakes that I felt at the end, I realized after the, the post credits, I'm like, oh, nothing really matters. So let me just wait okay. for the next one. Nothing in this saga matters after true. the DVD boosting. None of them matter. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, they, uh, they, they recap that story of this crew so many get, times, too. Yeah, it's like the and last then, 10 years. And then there's random, there's more random siblings, y'all. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who they're related to, but there's more random relatives and shit that be but popping up. But you know up. what, though? It happens sometimes, babe. Also, I just realized, like, one character died, but we didn't even really realize. It's so fucking crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, medium popcorn for now, but, like, we'll get a full review with the homie Justin Brown uh, in the upcoming weeks, folks. So, uh, buckle in your belts. Um, get ready for that nitro. Because it's going to be it's coming gonna up. It's going to be family time. Coming into your ears and coming up your ass. It's so fucking crazy. Um, I'm going to talk about some movie news. I don't know if you want to stick around for me talking about some movie news or you just want to. Of course. I love right, doing movie Let me movie share some stories with you. With you. So uh, I don't know if you were a fan of the 2004 comedy Dodgeball. No, I hate that movie. I was a big fan. I think it's a dumb movie. I and I love dumb movies, which is why it kind of sucks. It's. I thought it was fun, starring Vince Vaughn and Justin Long. Um, it was a. It was a favorite of mine. I saw it several times in the movie theater. It is getting a sequel, uh, scripted by Jordan Vandina, as an early development at 20th Century Studios, um, aka people, Disney. Aren't all those people like fifties going into their sixties? I think that's what's going to make it funny. If they're all, I mean, half the team maybe was old I, as Maybe fuck. I should revisit the first one, but yeah. I, I just find it very. Steven Rue was in the first Dodge, but like they were old. There's some old motherfuckers on that team and like goofy okay, dudes. Okay, okay. I don't know if they'll get the whole cast back, but you can play around with different types of dodgeball teams. It's fucking dodgeball. 
I'm sure Ben Stiller will come back. Okay. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's getting the sequel. Now it says early development, which means it's probably not even written yet. Yeah, so that might be a while off. But uh, unless they already have a good idea, mm, you know. Yeah, but even then, like it's it's a comedy, so it's over. Like if let's say the script is ready, and they're like, we could actually shoot this now. With a comedy, you don't want to do that because you always want to be like adding new bits just in case the one joke doesn't land. You know what I mean? So that's why a lot of comedies are shutting down more than drama series and shit like that because it's a collaborative environment. So okay, I don't know. Uh, Very but passionate about dodgeball too. I, I actually really am. <laughs> Even though Vince Vaughn has showed that uh, he's far, far to the right, but that's a whole other story. Anyways, um, the the creator. Of True Detective. Yes. Before the strike happened, signed on to be the new screenwriter for the Blade Marvel film starring Mahershal Ali. Yeah. Um, given their collaboration for True Detective season three, which is a solid season. It was a good comeback from season two. I'm looking forward to season four with Jodie Foster. That should be good. But, yeah, uh, me too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because this new story happened, and then a few days later, the strike was authorized, mm. and the script isn't written. So, so we not gonna get Mahershala's blade for. I don't know because it was supposed to start in late May. It shut down right, uh, right. And it was already delayed. From it's already been delayed COVID. several times. They got a new director. It's, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit worried about it. Um, I think that hopefully, like with the strike and like it will just make the story stronger. Having that like pause, but at the same time, Mahershala is incredibly busy. He's also not getting younger, yeah. you yeah. know, like, so, yeah, like Delroy Lindo is casted in an undisclosed uh, role, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Whistler. He's getting old, you know, Mia Goth, she's incredibly popular right now. So I, I'm sure, that, I I'm mean, sure I Marvel think, will figure it out. But I mean, yeah, Disney also just announced today that they, quote, are making adjustments to Hulu and Disney Plus oh, yeah. and that they're actually not going to be releasing as much new content, which take it, you know, for their boohoo story or for the strike, whatever it is. Long story short, it still is going to mess with the Marvel timeline if it doesn't sync with, you know, that's the one thing that Faye does pretty well is trying to connect it just enough before each thing releases. So... Yeah, it's going to be weird. I mean, for ABC, they just released, like, their uh, fall, uh, that's uh, supposed to be strike-proof schedule. It's all reality TV, and then reruns at Abbott Elementary. Yeah, so. Like, they're, it's, and I think people are getting over reality TV to an extent. I think unless you're, like, because even, like, stuff like Too Hot to Handle and Love is Blind, those are, like, flashes in the pan. Like, people forget about that shit. It's because they churn out these seasons so quickly. Well, that's also Netflix. Yeah. You know, I think what you're missing is Middle America who watches yeah, prime yeah. time still on like regular TV and cable. You're right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, um, this business is so fucking crazy, man. Uh, but yeah. So oh, speaking of Disney and Marvel, though, uh, today they just announced that Loki season two will be coming out on October 6th. Which I guess they're like, that's enough time in case the job the Majors thing blows up for us to figure out something in post. Ooh. Or we're Jonathan confident that majors. he'll get cleared and hopefully by October things will settle down and we can really, because he's, he's going to be the main villain again. There's no way. 
I mean, with the teaser I think, from Ant Man three and going into this, and then the teaser at the end of Loki season one. I mean, it isn't it the rumor that they're like they're looking back, at people. They're looking at people they're to recast people. already. Yeah. They're definitely looking at people. I mean, even the guy who played the high evolutionary, his name uh, I'm blanking on his the actor's name, who did a great performance in Guardians three. Uh, a lot of people were like, you could just make high evolutionary uh, like a um a king, yeah, king uh, variant, and I'm like. It's not terrible. So I'm saying and with the introduction of variants. Exactly. It's, it, it gives you some leeway. The only yeah. thing is, and I, I've said this on the previous podcast, they really fucked up with that post credit scene, Ant-Man 3, when you had the, the Council of Kings. Yeah. I think if they didn't have that scene, it would be a lot easier to replace him. But because they literally had a council, whether they just showed like 50 other iterations of this nigga as Kang, I'm just like, well... Now you kind of like, I mean, that's that's an easy FX fix, but still. it's Yeah, but they've already introduced a multiverse, so it's yeah. very easy for them to be like, hi, I'm Kane yeah, from yeah, the other blah, 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 and he could be the polar opposite. That is true because you have like, you know, there the rumors Adam Driver's going to be Reed Richards, and then you had John Krasinski play Reed yeah, Richards. So, so it's, it is weird how some actors are the same, vari- like they look the same as their variants, and then yeah. others don't. So the, yeah, they can play around with that because nothing fucking makes sense anymore. And then uh, all episodes of Echo will be released at once on November 29th. So that's interesting. Because Loki's going to be the first Marvel show of the year, I believe. And then Echo. So, well. I mean, you know, I'm always like, we'll see it when we see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's all. That's all you can do. That's how I feel about Beetlejuice 2, which has officially been confirmed with Tim Burton returning to direct. It is currently shooting and it was uh, co-written by some of the writers from Wednesday starring Jenna Ortega as uh, Winona Ryder's character's daughter and Michael Keaton reprising the role of the obnoxious ghost Beetlejuice. Catherine O'Hara's in it? Oh shit, she's back? I didn't realize that. How have they not considered calling this Beetlejuice Beetlejuice? Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. It's it's headed to them on the platter. Yeah, it's it's just like please don't yeah. make it Beetlejuice too. Like yeah, it's just it, like, like yeah. like we're giving it to you. Not that I I can't say I'm the first person to think of that. Yeah, but I am. I really really like Beetlejuice, and I'm always just like, yeah, you're a huge Hello? Beetlejuice fan. Oh, like say it three times, duh, trilogy, yeah. boom. Ugh. Anyways, hopefully you think they'll bring back Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. Maybe maybe because their spirits were still in the house, right? I mean, it's going to be very interesting just to see what Tim Burton does. I think he yeah. did a good job with the Wednesday pilot. I think that that was a kind of a return to form for him. So if Jennifer Ortega brings Jenna. out. What did I say? Jennifer. Oh, Jenna Ortega. If she you know, brings out the creativity in him, I'm all for it. Because we haven't had a solid Tim Burton movie, in my opinion, in quite some time. Mm-hmm. But Michael Keaton coming back, because he don't need the money at this point. I mean, and that's a physically been, demanding role. But he's been doing things for the money, so yeah, maybe true. he does. Well, I mean, I think he's just having fun now. And Beetlejuice, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that he wouldn't come back unless the script was, like, to his satisfaction. Okay. But, um, you know, like you said, money talks. But Catherine O'Hara, I did not know she was back. That's awesome. Justin Theroux, a great comedic actor. He's there. And then Monica Bellucci, who's a popular Italian actress. Um, she's in it. So, Oh, and then Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Is playing a law enforcement officer in the afterlife. Oh Jesus Christ, that's gonna be great. Because <laughs> <laughs> when he plays villains, he's so fucking crazy. I love it. My um, mom bumped into him in like the village, mm. and he had like broke his arm, I guess, okay. in the movie. She was like, 
Isn't that what's his name? From what's his name? And like, you know, like he broke his arm in real life. Yeah, in real life, he oh. had the cast. That's probably from jerking off his big dick. Apparently, <laughs> never. That's mind. the rumor. Apparently, he has a like, huge I'm dick. <laughs> I am not finishing this story as we talk about my mom. Oh well, she said she <laughs> fucked the guy. She didn't fuck him, did she? That'd be no. a weird. That'd be a weird couple. Puerto Rican and Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Your mom fucked the Green Stop Goblin. It. Right. Stop. That's not what happened. Well, uh, speaking of uh, evil beings, Nicolas Cage and Bill Skarsgård are set to star in the Lord of War sequel. That uh, There's another the Skarsgård? Vi- yeah, this is the one that played Pennywise and was the villain in John Wick 4. Okay. Remember, he, it's Bill, then it's Alexander. So Eyes, because I call him Eyes. Oh, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. He does have very distinctive eyes. Eyes, Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård, who's on Succession, and then the older one, Stellan Skarsgård. There's three. Stellan is the father. He's like the old Russian, you know, not, I don't know if they're Russian, but he's just the one who's always creepy. And he's in all these movies. Like, you know the father. And then you see the son, and you're like, True Blood, and Succession, and, you know, uh, Wait, Big Little I Lies. Need, we need to Google this. You don't know who Alexander Skarsgård is? Come on. Th- okay. Oh, wait. All right. We're just going to move on because you don't do know We're going to do a reaction happening. video to me and the scars oh guards. God. Being I, I, I can't <laughs> explain these white people to you. You need to know. All <laughs> oh, white people look the same. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there is a Lord of War, Lords of War sequel coming, um, which is the sequel to the 2005 crime thriller, uh, which also had John, Jared Leto, I believe, play like his brother. Oh, yeah. That was good. Um, you're the one who told me about that. Yeah. So Bill Skarsgård's going to be playing Nicolas Cage's son. Oh, so that's no. Two crazy people with crazy facial expressions going to be in a crime thriller. That should be fun about guns. So oh. we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. So in Lords of War, Yuri, played by Nicolas Cage, the world's most notorious gun runner, discovers he has a son, Anton, that's going to be played by Skarsgård, who isn't trying to right his father's wrongs. He's trying to top them. Oh, okay. boy. All right. Well. This is the story of Yuri Anton's bitter rivalry, even at odds over the same woman. Whoa. Okay, well, that's going to get... I hope there's not incest in this, I swear to God. Um, there's always incest. <laughs> Does Tyler Perry write this script? <laughs> um, we don't watch it, but it is voiced by our fa- one of our favorite cartoon characters, Bob Belcher. Archer is coming to an end after season 14 on FXX. That's sad. Yeah, I mean, it's got a great voice cast. We just never watched it for some reason. Yeah, but it's a staple for a lot of people. A lot of people love that show, yeah. And, it's you like know, it's o- like it's not, I, I imagine, and I don't know what the type of genre that it is. They could continue it and it still be topical, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll come back in a reboot or something like that in a few years. Um, speaking of not reboots, but sequels to other films, Sylvester Stallone is doing another cliffhanger film. No. The director no of No one An- asked for this. The director of Angel Has Fallen and no Greenland one. is set to direct the feature, which was so Stallone reprising his role of mountain climber and rescue ranger Gabe Walker. The script is by Mark uh, Baluki, a writer, consultant, producer on Amazon series Hunters, which is with Al Pacino that we never watched because we were like don't really care about that. All right, is he scoping out the fucking assisted living of Hollywood? Jesus like, Christ! Like, w- what is it with well, with doing these movies with all these like well, s- senior citizens? Everyone wants to use IP. They want to use brands that people are aware of. Sylvester Stallone has brands that are iconic. Okay. And 
And also, Adrian's Fallen and Greenland, those both starred that Ger- Gerard Butler dude. So I wouldn't be surprised if they book him as the villain. Okay. To go head to head with Sylvester Stallone. That's how they market it. See, I already put the campaign together in my head. Stop giving away your ideas for free. I know. I got to stop doing that. Hollywood, you're taking too much from me. All right. Um, so a uh, few TV updates um, from Netflix, you motherfucker. Because let's be honest, folks. They're the reasons why. Like, Netflix is the primary reason why the strike is happening. In case you're wondering, like, who was to blame for this? It starts with the streamers. I mean, they were innovative. And that's on the film and TV industry as a whole for not seeing him the foresight to see what was coming. But the Netflix music industry went through this already. Exactly, that's what I've been telling people. <laughs> but Netflix and Ryan fucking Murphy are doing another monster anthology. This one's focusing on the Menendez brothers. Well, doesn't it like have Kim Kardashian as a? No, that's a American Horror Story. Oh, yeah, oops. that's a different. Which is like. I saw a picture of her like on like TMZ with a script going to set, and I was just like, I don't believe that she can read those words. No, she's. she's I know she's a smart person. She's a smart just, woman. I just, I, don't do that to I her. I don't know. I don't know. I just got she's, upset. I mean, we, we saw her acting chops. She's not good at it. She's well, I mean, to be fair, that was Temptation Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. That's. I mean, she. And? You know, she acted her way through a marriage with Kanye for several years, so. Uh, but the Menendez brothers, I, okay, they killed their parents in the late <laughs> '80s. <laughs> Yo, how but why are they popular? I know I get Jeffrey Dahmer, like that was like a notorious serial serial killer, and yeah. he did some wild shit to the corpses. But why the Menendez brothers? Why they? Why they deserve an anthology series about being murderers? Because like they were like this well-to-do family, and hmm. and the, the brothers killed their parents, like. Usually it's just one kid. Yeah. It they did like it together. Yeah. Did they do like, is it was it a brutal murder or stuff like that without going to? I mean, I wasn't there. I don't <laughs> <laughs> if you were there, Tati, there'd be a lot of questions. You're asking It'd be me like, like, yo, like why was a three-year-old Puerto Rican baby around the Menendez <laughs> yeah, Brothers estate? Like <laughs> Shouldn't you have been three if it was 1989? How old are you, Tati? I said I was like. You know, okay. ballpark. You lie to me. You lie to me a bunch of age. Uh, Adam McKay, speaking of Netflix, uh, just recently announced that he's doing another uh, film with the studio, with the streamer, after Don't Look Up, called Average Height, Average Build. The film stars Robert Pattinson, Amy Adams, Robert Downey Jr., Forrest Whitaker, and Danielle Deadwire. McKay, who wrote the script, will direct and produce. And apparently this movie is going to... I think it talks about, like, yeah, it's like a murder, a serial killer who enlists a lobbyist to change laws that allow him to get away with murder more easily. So I have a feeling this is going to talk a lot about, like, white privilege and how the media portrays white serial killers versus, like, others. Because Robert Pattinson's playing a serial killer. Okay. So. We'll see it when we see it. I don't we'll, have any thoughts. We'll see it when we see it. I, I do have to say one thing. I, while I enjoy m- most of Adam McKay's movies, Reading a cast like that where, like, the two people of color are at the end of the cast list. Mm-hmm. And after I read, like, um, some films that are being pitched at the Cannes Film Festival to be bought by distributors, we are really regressing in regards to that representation. So I don't know what the fuck people are complaining about. Saying everything's too woke and too diverse. It's, like, literally none of that's happening. I it's mean, so much to unpack in what you just said, and I don't what? know we have enough time. No, like, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's talk about something positive. 
which is that Wendell Pierce from The Wire has joined season three of Power Book Three, Raising Kane. She. That's not him. <laughs> that, you... is, that is not the, ooh boy. You said The Wire. But that's not the one black guy. There was lots of black guys. There was lots of black guys. I'm talking about the brother that played uh, McNulty. My second husband. You think about Clay Davis, okay? (laughs) No. Wendell Pierce played Bunk, (laughs) and that was McNulty's partner. Brendan, it's a joke because you said The Wire. Yeah, you. You you got those black brothers mixed up. No, I did not. Okay. Well, Anytime you say The Wire, I go, she. You're like, so many things happen. The Wire. The Wire. You're supposed to say shit. You say every time I say the <laughs> Oh, my God. But uh, Pierce plays Ishmael Snaps Henry, a living legend on the street, former bank robber, and OG dealer who now acts as a mentor and financier for up-and-comers like Kanan, along with his partner and wife, the love of his life, Stephanie Pop Henry, played by Erica Woods, who I guess has been on Blue Bloods. So I, I, I don't watch Blue Bloods, but Wendell Pierce joining Power Book 3 is pretty dope because that's our favorite spinoff of the – the power series so because power book two man this season three has been rough mm-hmm. very very rough but uh that's all the movie news that we had um there's a few movie trailers that came out transformers rise of the beasts oh, another migraine inducing movie but it stars anthony ramos and it takes place in new york yeah. even though it seems like a prequel which is very confusing yes it i guess because we'll all this shit happens before the shia labeouf movies which doesn't make any sense because the world would be like a fucking transformer. So when they came back, oh yeah, well, yeah well, the, listen, I can't with transformers. I I've never could. It, they it, so I'm not excited for this. No matter who's in it, Sorry. even with Anthony Ramos. I mean, he's gonna start popping and locking and singing, dancing in the uh, Tim's <laughs> like in the Heights. Yeah, like which folks, please watch that on HBO Max if you haven't, or soon to be called Max. It's a fun time. It is. It didn't get enough love, and I know there's a whole colorism thing, but it's just a feel-good musical, and if you're looking for some positivity in your life right now, and some attractive people on your TV screen, watch In the Heights. Yeah. Gang gang. Uh, (laughs) Brandon's part of the Latino gang now. There's a movie called A Haunting in Venice, which is based off of Agatha Agatha Christie's story that I read with Hercule Pernod, played by Kenneth Branagh. Um, it's got a good cast with Michelle Yeoh and a bunch of other white people. But um, the trailer is completely different than how the book reads. And so it's like a very like a intense thriller, whereas the book was like, I don't know where the fuck this is going, but it revolves around a little girl getting killed when she's bobbing for apples, which is kind of funny. Okay, so. so I don't know. So I Brendan just, just, you know, if we were hesitant to call him this before, nerd. Man. I, I get the Christie novels. Just because I like shit? <laughs> no, but um, I have not read. Well, I'm trying to write a murder mystery. You know this. I so know, I, like, I'm, I, I I've been studying the great. Okay. You know? But, um, yeah. No she we'll she has great twists, though. I will give Agatha Christie that. She has twists where I'm like, what the fuck did that come from? You know? it's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, everybody. Uh, Doom Part 2 got a new trailer. I did not even see Doom Part 1. You did see Doom Part 1. I must have fell asleep. You did fall asleep, I think. Okay. You would try to watch it with your mom, I think. Uh, 
and you said that you fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, it's part one was very lackluster for me. And in everything regards to, was like beige. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it looked great. Dennis Villeneuve, like he knows how to help fucking shoot a sci-fi movie, but I hope that Dune Part 2 picks up a little bit. The trailer seems promising. It's got a good additional cast. Florence Pugh, you got Austin Butler. Hopefully he doesn't talk like Elvis the whole fucking time. Seems like we get more Batista, more Stellan Skarsgård, because he's like the emperor of this shit. Because Dune seems like, Dune was created before Star Wars. So the more I learn about Dune, the more I'm like, oh, shit, George Lucas might have stole all this shit. Okay. Nerd. Um, why you keep calling me nerd? <laughs> People like this shit. At least I think they do. <laughs> Folks, tweet at me at American Collins or tweet at the show at Medium P Podcast. Let us know what you think about these little mini episodes with movie news, trailer reactions, and, you know, uh, mini reviews. When Tatiana and I or Justin and I, we get to see a movie in advance and we just pop in with our thoughts and share that. Oh, uh, Tati is going to have a Tati's take on The Little Mermaid on Patreon. So be on the lookout for that. Patreon.com slash Medium Popcorn. If you haven't signed up, we've got $2, $5, $10, $15 packages. It all helps the show. You should do it. It'll make you feel good. It'll make us feel good because we're able to keep the lights on and watch these fucking movies. And the last story I want to talk about is Gran Turismo, which is uh, actually based on a real-life story, apparently, where these video gamers had an opportunity to actually race. Mm-hmm. similar to the game, but mm-hmm. in real life. And it stars Orlando Bloom. It stars uh, David Harbour from uh, Silent Night. That That's the Santa Claus movie, right? Was It, si- it wasn't Silent Violent Night. Violent Night. Violent Night, that's right. Silent Night's that crazy sex horror movie. <laughs> that we, what? Yeah, we, we, folks, the horror's here on Patreon. Again, $15 <laughs> a month, but I swear you get access to all the Patreon stuff plus a horror film every month. And Silent Night is a recent horror film we did for that tier, and it's fucking, that's one of the craziest movies we have ever seen, hands down. I'm not being facetious. It really is bonkers. But uh, Gran Turismo, it actually seemed like a pretty interesting trailer. It's directed by Neil Blumkamp, who did District 9, so I'm excited about that. Uh, and also, I haven't seen Orlando Bloom in a long time. Ever Thank since you. he got made, uh, married to uh, Katy Perry. Or are they married? I don't know, but they had a baby, though, right? They had a baby, so yeah. take care of the baby. You keep having these babies. Okay, Eddie know. Murphy just went into like a like Eddie a, Murphy. Yeah, like a oh, I, like a nutty professor thing. That's what I just did. Yes. Oh, because I was like, he are you calling me Eddie? Is. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I think that's about it for today. Like I said, it's going to be a mini episode because it's late. It's almost midnight here out on the West Coast. Tati and I just got off a two and a half hour Fast and Furious movie where we're like. What We're the still fuck processing happened? too, by the way. And you know what's crazy is like I think of I know exactly where they're going now. Yeah, I know exactly where everything's gonna fall into place, mm. and it's kind of frustrating because with this film, if I didn't know where they were already gonna go, and it's so obvious just because for the commercial viability of it and the happy ending that they w- they're gonna want to have, but if they if we didn't think that this could have been a ballsy fucking kind of cool thing that they did in this film. But because we know how corny this shit's going to end up, because Vin Diesel's fucking controlling all this shit, it just makes us roll our eyes. Just wait for the review. We're going to have plenty of time to... I know. I just I, I know like Justin's going to be screaming the whole time because the one thing we kind of enjoyed about it, I think he's going to absolutely hate, which is Jason Momoa. Which is bonkers because I mean he's Give the that best man thing. The Oscar he now. is the best thing about. <laughs> I I mean, folks. If, he if, understood the assignment, though. That's the thing. He is in regards to like um he is he does make the movie. 
He makes it enjoyable to an extent. I know. I'm giving away too much. But, folks, you remember you can follow me at American Collins. You can follow the show at Media P Podcast and all social media platforms. Be sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast application. We will read it on the show. And go over to YouTube.com slash Media Park and press that subscribe button. I just posted an interview with Halle Bailey from The Little Mermaid. So if you want to be alert about all uh, celebrity interviews I do, just push that subscribe button, baby. And then uh, remember, Drunk Black History on Sunday, June 18th at the Bell House of Brooklyn. Tatiana will be there. I will. I will be there. Live. Justin Brown will probably In be the there because he likes to hang out. And then uh, Gordon Baker Bone, past guest. Uh, you all love him. He'll be co-hosting with me as we learn more black history while drinking some mimosas. And then uh, Comedy Outliers. If you want to see me do stand-up, that's on Friday July 7th at uh, Union Hall in Brooklyn. Tickets are available for all this stuff at AmericanCollins.com. And Tatiana, how can the people follow you? They feel so inclined. On, uh, on Instagram. Okay. Uh, Not Twitter anymore? You done? I mean. You done with the bird? Yeah, I, I'm over it. Yeah, that makes I sense. never tweet. Yeah, you, never, you weren't tweeting anyway. Yeah. Well, I got to tweeting? Yeah, you, that's it's what it is. It's not Twittering? It's definitely not Twittering. <laughs> Okay, maybe that's why I don't know how to do it. Yeah, because you don't <laughs> even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Instagram at Boricua Collins. Mm-hmm. That's right. And folks, you know what? I'm going to be a little generous right now. You're going to listen to the, the brief interview I have at Haley Bailey. Well, Hallie Bailey. Cause I, I keep want to call her Haley for some reason. Uh, regarding The Little Mermaid. And if that really interests you, again, go over to YouTube.com slash Media Popcorn and push that subscribe button so you get a little about all upcoming celebrity interviews because there's going to be a lot with all these summer blockbusters coming out. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Catch you on the flip side. Sayonara. Boogity boogity. Medium popcorn. What's up, Media Popcorn fam? It's Brandon Collins back with another interview from an Africa Roundtable. This one is with Hallie Bailey, the star of the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. She gets a powerhouse performance in the film, and I was incredibly honored to get to talk to her about stepping into the iconic role of Ariel the Mermaid. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page to get alerted about all future reviews and celebrity interviews. And special thanks to AFCA, as always, for the opportunity. Now, here's my brief interview with Hallie Bailey. Hi, Brandon Collins from the Media and Popcorn Podcast. What was the rehearsal process for a film on this massive of a scale? Did you start with recorded songs, costume fittings, or just a tour of the green screen studio? Yes, so the start of the rehearsal process was so much fun. Uh, we went out to London and we had three months of intense rehearsals. And Rob Marshall is a visionary, he's a perfectionist. So I believe on the first day, we had a wonderful presentation of what the film would look like. We were put through a walkthrough of what maybe the rainforest looked like and Kiss the Girl. I mean, it truly was magical. It looked like we were walking into a Disney World ride, the way that they had everything so set up so that we could see the essence of what this film would be. And the rehearsals were amazing. I mean, it was a lot of mermaid training for me. It was a lot of stunt work. It was a lot of being in the wires and on harnesses and really just capturing the essence of what it is to be this mythical, magical creature. Thank you. Fantastic job. Thank you. We are too niggas, spoiling movies. Yeah, 
but we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your war. 